We are one year into a worldwide pandemic where we've seen very little of our friends, our extended family, and even our church family. You may not have even used the word hospitality in the last several months, but today we are discussing some ideas of how you can share the love, even if you can't hug in person. So, will you join me at the table? I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. Well, we have said before on this podcast that Southern hospitality is really a mindset. Yes. So there's no pandemic or power outage or snowstorm that's going to keep that from flowing out of us. Amen, sister. (laughs) It may look different right now. Yes. It's not like you're filling your house with folks like you would like to be having a big fellowship potluck right that's what we we've all held, long for <laughs> we've all held everything very loosely in the yes, last year you have to yeah, yeah yeah all of the you know there's still creative ways to show hospitality and yeah. I think some of these things people haven't even put it under that category right but it is yeah. when yeah. you're sharing life or sharing your heart in some creative way that yeah. still can fall under yeah hospitality. Well, I wanted to do this topic because I've been seeing like different studies and reports about different sectors of industries and how long it's going to take them to recover from the pandemic. And yeah, you know, there's certainly ones that were hit harder than others. Everything was touched in some way or another, but like us news and world report says the hotel and hospitality industry is not expected to make a full recovery until 2024 since wow, being devastated okay. from the coronavirus pandemic. But like when I think about hospitality, I don't think of restaurants and hotels per se, although that is the category that they are called in business sure. as an industry. I think of like neighbors yes. and friends right. and people you may not know yet, but that you're going to eventually be reaching out to. And so, yes, it's an industry. Like, if you were to even go study it in school, in college, you would major in, you know, it would be called hospitality. But, you know, I completely agree that when we look at hospitality, it kind of does start to filter into two main categories, food, (laughs) restaurants, yes, and lodging. That's hotels. True. That's true. So it, you know, it doesn't have to be contained within those two. But I was like, oh, well, whoever named it the hospitality industry, I guess, really was thinking. That's true. Through, that is thinking the categories through that well. of opening the door, if you will. Yeah. For food and lodging. That's true. So you know, it's at its most simple form. You know, that might be what it is. But I think what we're going to mostly talk about today is that there's basically a million different ways or methods to accomplish said hospitality. Yeah, but we, some of them I wouldn't have put under hospitality before. Okay. But I think it's a creative way yeah. to show love yeah. and share life. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, one of the things I would say is I've been in an unusual, in an unusual season of not being mobile because of, right. you know, yep. two foot surgeries and et cetera. So anyway, um, 
many of the things that my heart has wanted to do, I haven't been able to do. Right. Um, but I get to share a few things from being on a receiving end. That's so true. You know, that maybe I wouldn't have had been able to share with yeah. our listeners yeah. before because I wouldn't have thought of it. So yeah. I get to share some things that I've received even in the, That's good. In the past month. You can give us feedback. That's right. On what made <laughs> me feel so loved. Um, but anyhow, one of the things I wanted to make sure that we kind of gave a definition of, because mm-hmm. I know at least one of the think topics we're going to cover included this was the term pod or podding oh yeah pod pod right yeah think of peas in a pod yeah and I guess that's where the name came from sure. like you're in a pod together yeah um during this pandemic some families or individuals have decided we're going to be in a pod so while maybe uh we're not interacting with all of the people sure we're gonna have these rules or whatever and we're gonna continue to interact face to face yes so if you hear that word pod or potting that's what that has to do with yeah maybe you know three individuals that are all considering themselves a pod or two families that are considering themselves a pod that way it's it's a lot easier to then take steps back if you do end up sick to say okay here's who i need to let know about this yeah right well, I mean, this is so important, though, for us Southerners, because we're known for hospitality. <laughs> like, it's one of the things that comes up the most when somebody's describing the South. Yes. Oh, great hospitality. So, I mean, in theory, I'm hoping that too many welcome mats weren't swiped off the porch <laughs> and drawn back in. You know, I'm hoping that... Those are all going to come back out. We're putting the welcome mats back later. on the porch, that there is a full recovery... If there was recovery to be made of individualized yes, hospitality, there's going to be. But now, when I when I think about it, I'm wondering: is there recovery to be made, or are we doing much better as a society than I'm giving us even credit for? Because people are doing really creative things, no. and <laughs> adamantly no. no. See, I'm wondering if they are because all these needs have surfaced and so people now see more need and have the ability to respond. Whereas before they were like, oh, I didn't even know that they needed that. But you're saying no. I'm saying a firm no on that. Okay. I mean, now you and I have had the discussion before. You've seen your neighbors more than usual. Right. I have not. (laughs) I live on a highway that is, people aren't out on the cul-de-sac. Right you know chatting it up yeah so I've not seen my neighbors as much as I'm used to because I haven't been able to be out in the yard you know occasionally we talked over the fence the two on the Mm -hmm. sides of me Mm -hmm. I haven't been able to be out doing that um there's not many kids there's no little kids right where that certainly draws people out you know that gets people outside there is one little boy across the street now but yeah just not very much outdoor interaction yeah um in your case maybe you've seen more of them because people are working from home and oh yeah different things like that so I guess even different people's situations are different yeah and yours is is unique because of your foot surgery yeah it's it's pandemic and yeah that yeah yeah Yeah, so you haven't in all fairness having maybe even initially as many people come visit no, because of that, not. you know, but you have had people come visit. It's just, yes. you know, 
looks different. So, yeah. Well, you know, maybe we visited more people from their death doorstep to the sidewalk. Maybe not. You're saying you think no. But I think that if you took a poll of people that dropped off meals in the last 12 months versus the prior 12 months, I think there would be an increase. Oh, I'm not saying there wouldn't be an increase in that. I would say that we know less about what's going on with each other. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Then we did. Yes. Things I've, like that. No, I agree 100% of that. Okay. No, I'm just talking about these like sort of acts of hospitality that okay. we're going to be talking about today. I think we've seen a rise in it, even through a pandemic, which is seems weird, but I think it shows might. the needs yeah. that are now surfacing. That's true. Well, the main, the the first thing I think that it takes in in pandemic or out of pandemic is intentionality. Yes, 100%. This is not just something that happens. Um, somebody has to be the instigator of mm-hmm. a gathering or an instigator of meeting somebody's need. But yes. It doesn't just happen. Yes. So I think that's, that's an a, important place to start. That's a good segue. So... We polled our listeners, we put it out there on Instagram as well, who have been doing things to show hospitality. Who's been practicing hospitality? What have you all been doing? Leave us a message. Let us know. And several of you guys responded. So we are going to sort of interweave those into our conversation today. And I think what you just mentioned about intentionality is a really good place to start. So let's go ahead and listen to our first listener. I would encourage anybody who is afraid to throw themselves out there that you never know until you just do it. We moved recently across country um, to a small town in Pennsylvania for an Air Force recruiting assignment and bought our first home. Well, on um, our little road, there's five other homes, and I decided what better way to build a community and get to know people than to throw myself out there and go and meet them. So when I thought it was a good time, I really tried not to uh, be a burden, but, you know, if somebody was outside, walk over and greet them and say hello. Um, And that just blossomed. One family had us over for dinner. One family had us over for lunch. Um, For Christmas, we went around and gave chocolates and popcorn to our neighbors. And some families brought us cookies And um, we were just shown so much love. So I think just being the first one sometimes and realizing that love attracts love and goodness attracts goodness. Okay, how precious are our listeners? I'm already like excited about this just from that first one. Brittany, kudos to you for stepping out and being the first one. She hit it spot on. You have to be fearless in this because every excuse in the book is going to come up in your mind for sure rejection fear (laughs) potential rejection yeah as to why you shouldn't they don't really she probably they're too busy this is gonna i'm I'm gonna look so silly yes they're so busy with family things and i'm sure they've got it and i'm sure you know i've no meanwhile they're over there like dying to have a new friend right (laughs) We never know. Right. And like we've said on prior episodes, we may never know. And I would even say give it more than one, more than one shot. I think about that show, This Is Us. Do you remember the 
um, Kate, the neighbor next door was so oh rude. Was crass. Yes. And she ended up just keeping at it and her sweet Toby. They were just yeah. kept at it. And then yeah. all of a sudden they're like, he's walking with them, yeah. pushing the stroller. It sometimes takes more than one That's time so to break in. Good point, Lainey. Good point. And you, if it isn't indeed a neighbor neighbor, you are going to have You're more than keep one shot. Yeah. And so, yeah, what better way to, or what better um, motivation to end on a better note than, you know, if it was a flop of a encounter than yeah. to, to keep going. But man, it is hard. And sometimes the ones that are the snarkiest are the ones that need friends and love the most too. For sure. Pretty much always. For sure. Yeah. Well, I, th- I thought that was a great place to start because you have to basically overcome all the excuses. Yeah. It's almost like going out and starting an exercise routine. Or starting an anything. Yeah, that's you know? true. Like yeah. going to a new church, going yes. to a networking group. It's yeah. always so awkward. It's so is awkward. Is it not? It is, but then you have to, and this is why I love the way that it's described in scripture to practice hospitality, because if you've practiced it, you may have a couple of examples of like golden experiences. Mm -hmm. So you just draw on those. Yeah. You go, Oh my gosh. Okay. That was an awkward encounter. But I remember that other neighbor that this, this move set us up for great success. Yes. You got to just keep practicing. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to some others. We're going to group some together for just some basic needs that needed to be met, right? Yeah, I mean, I think we forget that that is a way of extending hospitality. It doesn't even, you know, we were saying food and lodging, but there's other ways that needs can be met. Yes. Very practically. Yeah. Um, that don't include food or lodging. Yeah. But when... In fact, I even think this is an important thing to do is put yourself in someone else's shoes. Right. This is a great exercise. Yeah. If there's somebody that is on your heart, but you don't know what to do, put yourself in their shoes and think through what might be difficult. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, And there's, I could give a million examples, but you know, if they can't walk, they're going to probably have lots of needs. If they can't drive, right. there's going to be needs. If they, whatever. Yeah. So just putting yourself in their shoes and even practically asking if you can do something or just doing it. There you go. I love the just doing it. I love the just doing it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be mentioning that again later. Okay. Let's hear what some other listeners had to say. We had a son who worked at Walmart in the spring and summer this past year. And one way he served others during the pandemic was picking up grocery items that were out of stock at other stores. So his job at Walmart was to stock the shelves. So he had a great view of what was in stock or what was on a pallet ready to go on the shelves. And neighbors would text us particular items they needed or items that they couldn't find at other stores. And our son would be on the lookout for him when he was at work at Walmart. So I can remember a few nights that he got off work and had um, much coveted items such as Clorox wipes or Lysol spray or even random things like pine nuts that a neighbor had been looking for for weeks. And he would simply drop them off on the neighbor's porch 
Um, it was really a simple way to serve others, but it was a way that other neighbors really appreciated that this teenager would continue to look for their items and think of them uh, for multiple shifts until he found their items in stock. And I think since then, during the pandemic, we've just tried to practice hospitality by realizing that people continue to have needs outside of COVID. Um, I've certainly tried to take a lot of meals to people who have had surgeries or just having a difficult time or have someone in their family who's sick. Um, I think I think some of our regular needs have gotten overshadowed by COVID. So I've tried to really be mindful of the fact that people still need um, a hot meal when they're not feeling well, and that's an easy way for me to serve others. Here in Northwest Indiana, it looks more like making your tiny church or small friend group your pod and just hanging out with them so that hosting get-togethers can still happen safely. Everything looked so different this past year and not seeing my mom uh, as much was definitely the hardest thing that we endured. I saw her about three times last year and usually we try to get together once a month. About a month ago, our family did get COVID and thankfully the cases were mild, but we were able to experience hospitality by many meals being dropped off for us, which was a huge blessing because no one wants to cook when the whole house is sick. I've got three boys, husband. If mama's sick, she does not want to cook. Um, also, the less flavorful meals were our favorite since most of us lost taste and smell. Our neighbors made sure our driveway was plowed and now that we're all healed, we are able to do the same for them. It's almost a challenge to see who can get the driveways cleared first in our neighborhood. We are so thankful to be surrounded by such amazing humans. I'm so thankful to your podcast for giving me something uplifting and positive that lifts my eyes up when it can be so easy to focus on being down. Thank you. We also have snowstorms here in Pennsylvania. And so we have a neighbor that shows us such wonderful hospitality um, by he comes and plows our driveway and that is just the kindest thing and we've been so grateful okay so clearly we have some listeners that live a little north of us <laughs> we that, are plowing driveway <laughs> know the value of plow we had our biggest snow in several years here in yes. the south so i do of recent experience know the value of a snow plow but i can't imagine how important it is in regular life in cities and states that experience that all through winter. Exactly. And I do think this is a place now I'm, I'm going to, this might sound stereotypical or something, but just hear me out. There are some people, particularly men that I think are wired for, they love to help. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. And so if they have a big four wheel drive truck, right. It is like they're, favorite thing is to ha get out and help their, somebody yeah their joy it's almost like their way to enter the spotlight exactly like i got to do this today yeah. there was a guy interviewed on our local news who and, and it seemed like that was his thing yeah. like he had purposefully been driving some people he knew that were not able to get to work to work wow. and so he was like i can get you there and it was almost like his challenge accepted yes. <laughs> And so I just thought that was so cute because that's, you know, for some of the dudes out there or some of the ladies that like to, uh, you know, tackle the snow because they're used to it. Yeah. That might be like the way, one of the ways you get to shine. That's so true. <laughs> and especially like, again, if you live in an area that's going to always in the winter get multiple snowstorms, 
then you know there's going to be a place where I'm going to get to exercise this. So I'm going to buy the truck. That's probably such a great excuse for some husband that's like, think of all the people I could serve. (laughs) Well, I have a friend that has a a landscaping company, and he kind of got into, even here in the Nashville area, just um, he had like an A-list company list of people that paid monthly where if it's a snow, we're coming to clear your whole parking lot. Oh, nice. And it was like a good income yeah. source for this yeah. landscape company yeah. in a season when he usually didn't have much work. That's really smart. And, um, but I was thinking, you know, if yeah. you have equipment, yeah. what a great way to get to serve your church or serve the elderly in your neighborhood or whatever. Yeah, that's good. Well, as we knew would happen, food is now starting to come up in some of these responses. So we have a whole lot of, not a whole lot, but yeah, several, a, a good chunk of responses that include food, 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 food. Cooking is such a gesture of love, I think. Yeah. And so it is a great way to show love. And even if you're one that doesn't cook, we got you covered. Right. right. Listen up. <laughs> Hi, I'm Carrie Morey. I am the founder of Callie's Hot Little Biscuit and cookbook author of Callie's Biscuits and Southern Traditions. I think that the pandemic has really brought forth the Southern tradition of uh, bringing people food to their doorstep. It's certainly a Southern tradition here in Charleston, and it usually happens when somebody new moves into the neighborhood or there's a birth or a death in the family. Uh, But with the pandemic, we have so much time. We're cooking at home, and I have been making a little bit extra and sharing it with our friends and neighbors. And I've noticed that our friends and neighbors have been sharing little bits with us as well. And it is just a little spark of joy to come home and have something home cooked left on your doorstep by a friend or a neighbor. And in addition to that, we ventured out and had a meal outside a couple of weeks ago. And when the bill came, our server informed us that a neighbor uh, at the table next to us had paid the bill. And it was such a welcome surprise, so much so that we paid it forward and bought our neighbors to the other side of us their meal. Hey, hey, Steel Magnolias, and I'm so glad you checked in on hospitality. It's something that I miss doing so much for my friends and family. I actually have a starter, a sourdough bread starter that's over 30 years old, and I typically make about three loaves a week and give it away to friends and family and neighbors who I've missed seeing, and I make little mini loaves for kiddos, and it's just something that helps me stay connected, but I sure do miss seeing people in person. I love to bake. I love to cook. And so I've been baking new things and trying out new recipes and just knocking on my neighbor's doors and leaving them plates of treats on their doorsteps. And also for my friends that uh, can't leave their house for one reason or another, just making sure they're taken care of and making meals for them and encouraging them. And that's just how I've seen hospitality grow and how I've uh, pursued hospitality for myself. In some ways, things are so very different. In some ways, um, not a lot has changed. But my husband is a terrific cook, and when he cooks, he cooks for about a family of eight. And we are only a family of four. And I have daughters who really don't eat much of the food that he cooks. So I love taking the food over after he cooks it and dropping it off at my parents. 
and they even share it with some of their close friends because they're all older and they're not cooking as much. So it just makes me feel good that our food's not going to go to waste, and they are so grateful to, um, you know, open up their door and always have fresh food on their doorstep, and they know it's cooked by my husband. Lainey and Laura Beth, you posed such a great question about hospitality, particularly during the pandemic. So to me, hospitality really is about making people feel welcome and appreciated, right? So um, historically, or prior to the pandemic, rather, um, it seemed like people were really good at expressing hospitality or or um exemplifying hospitality to a specific group or a specific list of people, right? So you might have a specific house guest or a specific guest list that you're expecting into your home. But now it seems like that people have really done just really incredible things to in finding ways to apply that same sentiment to large groups of people. For example, somebody might donate pizza to an entire hospital staff or um, rather than hosting a book club in their home, they now have a lending library in their front yard. Um, they might hire a food truck for the entire neighborhood. So I definitely don't see hospitality um, going away or having even been diminished by the by the pandemic. It just looks a lot different, but I guess everything else really does too. Those are all such good ideas. <laughs> I know. I love it. It makes me so proud of the people that listen to this podcast, too, because I know y'all are really out there doing this stuff. Exactly. I loved the restaurant bill idea because I only think of that in the drive-thru. Isn't that silly how my mind's limited to that? I would think of it in the Starbucks drive-thru, honestly. Okay. I don't think of it oftentimes. I mean, I haven't been out to eat very much lately, but I don't really think about that as a way to show hospitality and it's such a good way, it's especially such a fun way. I've done that before at a restaurant because another family I knew was there. Oh, that's fun. You know, and so like just do it on the down low and then they find out later. That's, and that's fun. kind of fun. Um, I don't think I've ever done that in a restaurant for a stranger. Right. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not picking a big table, but like I'm picking the two, two top in the corner. Well, I'm thinking like <laughs> I may be doing this at a Mexican place. I'm not doing this at J. Alexander's. But, <laughs> like, wow, what a place of someone that's wanting to be generous, but like they're not wanting to be generous with anything that's coming out of their oven. Because trust me, you don't want what's coming <laughs> out of their oven, right? Like they're like, we don't bake here, but I'm happy yes, to cover yes. your restaurant bill because all we do is eat out um yeah I thought that was really creative well and I loved there's so many good ideas in that but even you know trying new recipes and then sharing it with others that's mm -hmm. so cute it is obviously that's probably if it turned out okay if you had the major flop of a recipe you're probably not sharing it with Don't anybody that. that's just mean really <laughs> that's anti-hospitable but let's talk a little bit about uh, Becca mentioned doubling recipes that's a that's such a good way to just extend what you're kind of already doing. That's right. In fact, since I'm single, I do this a lot where even just for, <laughs> for myself, because I don't want to eat the same thing four times in a row. Right. So I sometimes will automatically freeze half of something that I make. Yes. Um, in this case, you would just deliver half. Yes, exactly. Or if you're a family of four, you're going to have to double. Yeah everything but it's so much easier when you already have out all the ingredients yeah 
Well, and we're in the season of cold weather, and soups and casseroles. Oh my goodness, soups are, are so great. Great and pretty easy to just increase. Right, the double the recipe. Um, I would say I'm just going to give even some specific examples of things that are not very expensive and very easy to make a large quantity of potato soup. So easy and goes a long way and is very comforting i think most soups are pretty reasonable i mean maybe yeah. there's certain ones that have a lot of weird ingredients or shrimp or something that was going to be more right. expensive but for the most part well and it's pretty bland if you do just like a basic recipe and um one of our listeners early on amanda she was commenting if you actually have had covid or have covid like and that's you good because you're not going to taste it anyway. taste and smell you don't really um, it's vegetarian until you add put um, bacon bits on it. So you could even put those on the side if you weren't sure if they're eating meat or not. Um, you know, you can add spice to it or shredded cheese, but you can, those are easy things to kind of separate. So that's what I was going to say. I love when I have delivered soups to have the toppings in Ziplocs. Yep. Like if it's tortilla soup, you have yep. some cheese, yep. some um, little tortilla strips some yep. sour cream where they can do it the way they like it yeah yeah and then I think cas- casseroles are pretty easy to double a recipe of too and you can get really customized in that because you know if you're like um I don't know what to make them but I know they love Italian food there's an Italian there's like ev- a casserole for everything if they want a Mexican casserole if they want That's you right. know traditional chicken and rice casserole there's a casserole for everything. So, well, I would even say one of the, the I mean, I've learned a lot of things for cooking for one. Mm-hmm. One of the easy things to do is I will buy three pounds of ground beef sometimes in the store instead of just buying one. Okay. And I'll automatically cook brown the ground beef with, yep. and I like it with onion and garlic. Yeah. Go ahead and do that for all of it. Yeah. And then half of it I'll make like with taco seasoning. And yes. half of it I'll make with spaghetti sauce yes. so that I've got that. And I can either stick all of that in the freezer. I can have, you know, Mexican that night and do some spaghetti later in the week. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an easy way to already make some sauces. Yes. And same for if you're taking food to others, you can do this similar thing where yeah. you're, you know, maybe you make... Just what I just described. Right. You have one meal of Mexican, one meal of spaghetti, yeah. and you take them two different meals That's or two so different good. families' meals. Well, and with like spaghetti is a great example. Like, don't forget that you don't have to cook the noodles. Mm-mm. Like a tired mom or like somebody that's just really sick or even a caregiver that's just really exhausted. A jar of homemade spaghetti sauce, but just paired with. Put the noodles in, in a, a box and that some is still garlic glorious. or some bread or something, and they can t- t- tackle that exactly. part. Yeah, that's still very helpful. And, and even a salad comforting. kit, those little yeah. ones, yeah. You, you know, let them make it, yeah. mix it up. But it's just a that, those are all great kind of simple things. Yeah. Um, I've said before, soups are so easy to transport even yeah um, I think it's good to keep on hand certain things should we go ahead and talk about that pantry staples sure we can go ahead and talk about that um what do you have on your kind of staple pantry items well I think it's always great to have chicken breast in the freezer yeah. I can do so many things with chicken breast yeah um that I 
pretty yeah. much can come up with creative things with yep. whatever else I have. Yeah. Um, I also like to keep um, this green salsa that comes in a jar. Oh, okay. I like to keep that in my pantry yeah. because one of the things I think is really easy to make is this salsa verde that okay. you do in the crock pot. Oh, okay. Maybe we can just share the recipe okay. in the show notes or something. Okay. But anyway... I always have honey. It has honey, it has some spices, and it has that green okay. salsa. So if I have that and some chicken breast, yeah. I can make yeah. several meals out of that. That's so good. You can make it tacos or enchiladas or right. whatever you want to do. Um, I like to keep a few cans of like Allen's green beans just because okay. I think that's those good. are good yeah, green beans. Good yeah. And... Um, that's a great side. Yes. For just if you grill a chicken breast or roast it, you can have some green beans and some kind of starchy something. Yeah. Um, I like to keep some of the, um, I like a few, I, I always have a lot of spices mm-hmm. and that's helpful. Very. With, you know. Yep. Something plain. You can jazz it up a little bit. I like those onion soup mixes. Oh, good call. You yes. know, that come in the little envelope because those you... are great in soups. Those are great. Also, just if you're, you know, cooking chicken in yep. the oven or you, there's lots so you smart. can do with that. Yeah. Same for those Italian seasonings yep. that come same way. Yeah. So good to put on chicken and make that a little little fancier your items are so much more flavorful than mine i have things like vegetable or chicken broth and stock yes huge gotta keep that like lots of those just go ahead and have lots of those evaporated milk in case you don't have milk to share yeah as kind of a substitute rice yes rice that's very important i have pasta but i also have even if you're not gluten-free maybe buy a small bag of gluten-free pasta just because that's a big dietary yeah. um, concern for a lot of people. That's right. Um, and then I just have flour and sugar okay. in case you're baking. Yeah. So, of course, that wouldn't <laughs> help somebody gluten-free. I also like to keep a variety of beans. Black beans, kidney beans, yes. red beans. Those are great to, you know, make chili out of or just have as a side. Um, so good. With cornbread. Or yes. There's lots of things you can do with that. Um, it's great protein to add if you don't have meat to put in yes yeah it can go a long way yeah and um let's talk about even containers that are great to keep on hand so glad you mentioned this so y'all if you don't have a dollar tree near you i'm so sorry because they have (laughs) the best price cheapest on to go containers disposable containers i mean they're a dollar and they're all sizes all shapes yeah just i'm talking about just like aluminum disposable Casserole size, cake size, circular. And those are so great so that the people don't have to keep up with who I've got to return this to. And so especially you think, if you're taking it from a, for a funeral or something where they're getting a lot at one time. What do you think about that? What do you think about like putting your name on something and requesting it back for a container or a dish or something? Well, I mean, the sentiment is the main thing. So if that's all you have, it's okay to do that but if there's any way you can get an aluminum you know something that you don't have to get back yeah it really does make it easier on the person I agree and if you do take something and you've put your name on it just know it might not right come back and it's not that their heart is bad right they didn't I mean that could have come off in the your name came off in the dishwasher right um they gave it back to the wrong person (laughs) I mean somebody else is really enjoying your (laughs) 
vintage casserole dish. It could dish. be a lot of reasons. But don't let it be a reason as to not take something. You don't have something to put it in. Right. Find something. Yeah. There's got to be something in your house. You know what I think is a great container for, particularly for side dishes or soups, is mason jars. Mm hmm. Especially if you're delivering for one person or two people. Like that's a bit, a large mason jar full of soup is for two people. Yeah, that's true. Um, So since we're on soups, I also want to mention I saw on Shark Tank just this past weekend. A product called Super Cubes, as in soup, S-O-U-P, Super Cubes. Okay. They are silicone containers that have a plastic lid that fits on them. And they are, um, imagine if you've got like one of the cooler ice cube sets. Yes, yes. Okay, so it's, it's a bigger silicone container and it's meant for soups that you freeze, but that you don't want to use all of at the same time okay so in this instance like you were even describing um the way that you use ground beef it it could be like a quart or it could be individual servings they have all different variations but it um prevents like you having to put it in a plastic bag and that's hard to thaw and messy to pour out if it's frozen um or glass that might bust or break this spring yeah that's a great so i might link to it in the show notes if i've if they're yeah. up and live, because it was a pretty awesome invention and would be so helpful to, because you could take, you could thaw something out for somebody to take them like That's that right. you've already made. That's right. So. And I um, have also seen people just deliver soup in small containers. Mm-hmm. If you're deliver if it's for one, like they might bring you four small containers right. instead of one huge one. Because for that very reason, you can That's freeze so them and as you need it, pull it out. Yep. Um, so I think that's brilliant. And um, another thing I saw done when you mentioned ice cube trays, for the Southerners out there, this is pretty stinking smart. Regular old ice cube tray. Okay. After you fried your bacon, oh. let it cool down. Yeah. You can pour it in those ice cube trays. And when you are making green beans or you are making soup, you just pop out. The amount of bacon grease you want to throw in there for seasoning purposes. And I thought that's pretty smart. That's pretty awesome. Way to do that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I like that a lot. Anything else you'd say? I'd say also if you are trying to do like a more eco-friendly, if you don't want to do some of the other things we've described, there are compostable, like just those clamshell Um food containers that you can get on Amazon. Yeah. I mean, you probably have to buy 30 at a time, but maybe that would increase your hospitality. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There's so many cool things you can buy these days. Well, one other note, um, because I've been on the receiving end of some meals in the last year. Yes. um, I just think there's something really sweet about being kind of over the top with your delivery. And I'm just throwing this out there for ideas. Um, including an encouraging note. It doesn't take a ton of effort. Oh, for sure. And sometimes your spirit needs nourishing yes. as much or more than your body or your belly does. Yes. Um, so just including a sweet note, maybe a scripture on there that comes to mind or something like that. Um, and also um, magazines. Like if you're done with a magazine, those have been really fun for me. I had um, a few different people who brought me magazines, some of which I've never even looked at before. Right. And so it made it kind of a fun 
um, that's cool activity, that's if cool. you will. And one other, um, Sean brought me a meal from church mm-hmm. and I felt so loved because she included a small little vase of flowers, a little oh. candle and a bottle of wine. And it was just oh. like, you know, a, like one dish food, but all of those items. And I just felt like it was even more than a meal. It was like a nice relaxing night. That is amazing. It's like the recipe yes. of a great night. She delivered an experience. <laughs> exactly. Not just a meal. That's and so awesome. Just maybe even thinking in that direction of like, Oh, what could be over the top? Mm-hmm. I'm going to include a candle or something I love like that. that. Wow. That's amazing. Well, um, we are going to kind of wrap it up with a couple more categories. We're going to save our gold medalist for the end. But we (laughs) wanted to mention that there there really are some creative gatherings and ways that people have creatively come up with how to get together that we wanted to mention. So let's take a listen to a couple of those ideas. So to me, hospitality is all about staying connected with friends and those that you care about. And we live in a little town of about 800 people. And when COVID hit early on, we came together as a community to find ways to stay connected and spread encouragement and hope to others. So each week we had a theme, whether it was putting rainbow colored paper hearts on our front doors or hiding a teddy bear in our windows so that families could go on walks and practice social distancing and the kids could find the teddy bears, to even writing words of encouragement and hope on our driveways with sidewalk chalk, our community really came together. And it was such a neat way to share hospitality while surviving a pandemic and bringing hope and encouragement to each other. Um, And it was one of my favorite ways that our little town came together. I live in an apartment complex, and one of the things that I've noticed that I've never seen in the seven years of living here has been every afternoon, the dads of the parking uh, apartment complex make a space in the parking lot for their kids to come out and play, ride their bikes, skateboard, throw balls around, uh, do chalk drawings on the ground, things like that. The dads kind of make a circle around the kids to keep them safe, make sure no cars come through. And then they also have been creating this community within themselves. And it's because they've been home working or now they're home because they've been laid off, things like that. Uh, it was, it's been really cool to watch that. I've been sending snail mail to friends to stay connected. It's something to go to the mailbox and just have a way to feel like someone is thinking of you. And I also have been offering to pick up groceries for people and drop them off. I was invited this past weekend to a Zoom bridal shower that gave me a few really good ideas. An envelope arrived with a paper butterfly that flew out of it when I opened it. And the bride's favorite cookie and tea were included in the envelope and even a string of garland that was to hang behind us when we went on the Zoom call for the party. And the question I've been asking myself during this time, I think, is if I can't welcome people into my home right now, how can I welcome them into my life? So many great ideas. It just gets my wheels turning. Um, I loved that bridal shower, putting a just a few little items in the envelope to make it 
really Mm -hmm. heartfelt. Yeah. So sweet. I was remembering um, in the summer when your husband did a Zoom luau because he has hosted luau's in the past in the summer. And it was so cute that, we, you know, a couple people had little umbrellas in their drink or somebody we had lays on. Yeah. Just, you know, just to have a festive theme. But really, it's just a excuse to catch up over Zoom. Yeah. Millions of directions you could go with things like that. Yeah. Um, so oh, and good job on the the dads out there getting their dad right. life. You know, they're they need community. Exactly. They're probably working from home and they're not seeing as many people as they might normally be. So good job on them getting some time with their kids and each other outside. Right. That was brilliant. That's right. I loved that too. Um, gosh, and there's even so much. Um, electronic help we have now too i experimented with an app called caribou oh that was fun um c-a-r-i-b-u.com and um it's really was made for grandparents to be able to interact with their grandchildren yeah um during the pandemic and be able to um actually i say that i think the lady that started it was actually mostly for military families that were away from their children that was her kind of so real main reason where you can read books together. Yeah. Um, where they both devices show the pages of the book, or there's different ways you can color together, things like that, where there's more of an experience happening. Yeah. Because kids have a hard time engaging. Yeah. If there's not something to look at other than just your face. For- yeah. No, it was very well put together. I loved using it. Yeah. And there's um, a free option for a limited number of interactions. And then you have to pay if you're going to do more than that. Of course. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. anyway, so much out there. Well, for... I, I mean, gosh, I feel like Adina's comment on if I can't welcome people into my home right now, how can I welcome them into my life? I love that. That wording is like a devotional series or something, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that's. That's deep. I liked that. A and lot. anybody that does snail mail, I mean, you're a person <laughs> after captured my own heart. heart. Yes, I love that too. Well, um, we will. We have one more that we wanted to share, and this is the next level of hospitality because it's one thing to drop a meal off on someone's doorstep, which is wonderful, and we know that it meets needs and it encourages. But it is definitely another to welcome someone into your home to stay. With really a indefinitely uh, indefinite timeline, yeah. yeah. So, um, here's a little clip of, of Marion's story. I've been struggling with hospitality uh, during the pandemic. However, in the last few weeks, my mother-in-law lost her home due to COVID, and so we've invited her to live with us until she can get her finances back in order. So that's the hospitality that my husband and I are doing right now during this season. Whoa. (laughs) That's next level. It sure is. Hospitality. I'm so glad she shared that too, because, you know, I think we all need reminders out there. of Other people are doing this. I can do this. That's right. And there's just, in addition to the pandemic, um, social distancing and all of that, there's people who've lost jobs, who've lost homes, um, there's a lot of challenging things in our world yeah. that um, require more than a meal. Yeah, Meals are wonderful and cards are wonderful, but sometimes it's like a lot more than that needed. Yeah, agree. Well, um, 
we will close with um, just a couple of like real practical, where do you go from here? Like, okay, I guess I need to do this. Maybe you're begrudgingly saying this, or maybe you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so fired up. Yeah. I'm going to do this. I think one of the best practices in, in getting into a groove of hospitality is not using the statement or the question, I guess, do you need anything? Uh-huh. But instead telling the person what you have to give That's and cool. maybe they need something outside of that. And the conversation will into that and hope that happens because if there's other needs that are needed, then I hope they come up. But I think nine times out of a 10, if you tell someone I have potato soup, can I bring you some? They're going to say yes. Versus do you need anything? They're going to always say no. I so good, good, Laura Beth. That I is so good. good. You know? Yeah, because I've had a lot of people that are like, you know, what do you need? And I'm like, I'm good. But really, if they said, you know, what you just did, and it I, changes the, because you don't feel like you're imposing. Right. They've and, already made it. And so then you got to ask yourself, how do I get in touch with anybody <laughs> that I want to show hospitality to so if you don't have a facebook neighborhood group page yeah i mean you're just going to kind of have to start with getting a know. few phone numbers and and it's okay if you've and... lived next door to each other for five or ten years use this recent climate as the example of why you're thinking this way yeah. like hey just given the last year i felt like maybe we should exchange numbers because yeah. you just never know with the wild world we live in when we might need each other. Yeah, no shame on if you haven't done it. Just do it now. Yeah. Today's the day. Today's the day. But I also, yeah, I think just the question that I ask, too, about um, putting yourself in someone else's shoes is going to tell you, to some degree, what their needs might be. Yeah. You know, if you know they have doctor's appointments and can't drive, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Can I'm you free take on, them one day? Yeah, I'm free Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Do you have any appointments yeah. that are on those days I can give you a ride to? Yeah. Like, again, like, these, putting this it is out there. I've got. That's right. So, okay. We went a little long. It's a passion, <laughs> passion subject, one that definitely is a part of our culture here and one that we're all trying to get a little better at. That's so. right. Hope you feel encouraged and peace be with you. And also with y'all. <laughs>